I'm Phil Jones from ITG Next and your host for our weekly podcast, Next State Georgia. We'll bring you this podcast once a week, featuring those personalities from the world of high school sports throughout Georgia and beyond. That's the Next State Georgia podcast, heard every week right here at ITG Next. Welcome to Next State Georgia, everybody. It's a weekly podcast brought to you by ITG Next. I'm your host, Phil Jones, and I'll be the host of Next Take uh, every week as I bring on different guests from around the state talking about uh, different topics, all of which, of course, revolving around and including high school sports. Joining me this week is none other than uh, a good friend of mine. He is uh, Stan Altry. Sports writer for the uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He uh, writes uh, a good bit about high school sports with a heavy lean toward uh, high school football and, and, and golf uh, and also covers and writes about Georgia State University athletics. So uh, very uh, glad to welcome in and then joining me for this week's uh, podcast here on Next State Georgia, Stan Autry of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Stan, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you, Phil, for asking me. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. Stan has also authored a book that we are going to talk about and uh, before we let Stan go today. So uh, be on the listen for that. And we'll give you some information on how you can uh, uh, pick up and check out the Stan's latest book. Uh, Stan, again, thanks so much for joining me. There's a lot happening in the world of high school sports, and especially, of course, high school football. You know, kind of funny. Uh, I host a separate podcast called Next Take Jar. I'm sorry, that's this one. It's called uh, Extra Point with Phil Jones. And uh, right now, with football season not uh, in season, it's uh, once a week. Normally, we do it twice a week. And it's on the Next Take Georgia uh, Facebook page, but uh, ITG Next Georgia Facebook page. But we uh, always talk high school football, but it's funny because people will ask me when the season is over. And then, of course, I'm talking about the high school football season. They'll say, okay, big shot. So what are you going to talk about now? And (laughs) I'm like, brother, in Georgia, there is always something to talk about when it comes to high school sports and high school football especially. They have zero problems. So I'm sure you can uh, relate to that, Stan. There is always something going on. And people love their football, and they would talk it year-round, I think. Uh, if they had a spring season, they'd go for that, too. But, you know, there's always something going on here, basketball, baseball, you name it. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, actually, I want to start off talking about uh, not high school football, although we will get into that. But I wanted to ask you and talk about um, Georgia high school basketball. Um, it, of course, is in full swing right now. Uh, most of the teams at the time that we are recording this particular podcast is, uh, well, it's right here at the 1st of February, and uh, we've got uh, region tournaments that are going to be coming up very soon as the regular season in, uh, across the state of Georgia winds down and teams get ready for the region tournaments and then, of course, the state playoffs. But, Stan, I wanted to talk to you and ask you about, you know, obviously uh, high school football rules the roost. When it comes to high school sports in Georgia, I mean, there's no no denying that, no question about that. Anybody will tell you that. But, you know, I think probably a, a well-kept secret, um, 
and I wish we could change that and maybe giving it uh, uh, some coverage and publicity like we're doing in this week's podcast. You know, high school basketball in Georgia um, really showcases some very talented players, Stan. And you and I were talking, you know, about this before we went on the went on the air to record this. You know, for some reason, you know, just like Georgia has a lot of great high school football talent, and that translates to, of course, the state programs, pretty much all of them being fairly competitive. Of course, goes without saying, Georgia's now won two consecutive national championships, and a lot of those players, of course, come from in state. But talk about your thoughts, and I know you cover high school football in, in Georgia. Why do you or high school basketball in Georgia? Why do you think that it is to a point where you know the 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 college teams, Georgia Tech, University of Georgia, et cetera, you know, don't necessarily benefit from the great talent that is uh, literally born and bred here in Georgia. I think there could be a couple of reasons. Um, number one, these guys all play on summer well year-round AAU teams and they travel all over the place so they they get a lot of exposure to other college coaches and a lot of people see them so you know I remember going to like a summer league game one time and there were like eight or nine big-time guys like Coach K and Roy Williams they're all there to watch this kid play ball and uh, when when they come to see you and you get that kind of recognition. I mean, it it kind of makes it difficult uh, for the other guys to make inroads. And I think that's part of the I think that's part of the reasons because of the AAU and the national exposure. And then I think the other part of the reason may be the local teams just haven't done that well. I mean, if you got a chance to go play at uh, Louisville or Kentucky or someplace like that, or stay home and play at Georgia, where the program not been that great. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're wanting to go away and play where you're going to be in, big, in a big-time program. And I think that's hurt. I think that's hurt Georgia. Of course, you know, the Tom Crean thing didn't work out. Uh, and it's, it's hurt Josh Pastner at Georgia Tech. He just hadn't seemed to be able to, to land the big four-star guy from, from Georgia that he's needed to kind of get that program over the top. Yeah, and and again, just um, you know the fact that not only is uh, Georgia Tech, you know, right now, and of course I'm I know that you have some good years, some bad years, but for the most part, Georgia Tech is. And I'm not picking on Georgia Tech by any stretch because Georgia hadn't really, you know, uh, set things on fire either. But uh, you know, our two major universities in the state, uh, and again, the major the main point of this is the fact that they really have not been able to find, you know, that. Uh, Whatever it is that 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 magic formula uh, to keep these kids in state, you touched on you know a couple of, of contributing factors there. Just uh, again the the traditional aspect of it, which in in Georgia there is none. Uh, you know when it comes to uh, Georgia basketball or Georgia Tech basketball. So what do you think it's going to take to turn that around? Do you, I mean, and again, I know the coaches you just talked about, Tom Crean, uh, one of the best in the business. You now got uh, Coach White who is uh, one of the best in the business, and he's doing a good job at Georgia Tech. Josh Pastner, of course, is, uh, you know, he's well-known in the world of college basketball, but really struggling this year. Is it a matter of just finding that right guy that can connect with these kids, begin to keep some of these uh, blue chippers in state, and, you know, 
get a team going and built for the you know two or three years, and then maybe that leads to something uh, on down the road. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I, I think that's correct. I mean, I think Crean had one when he when he had Anthony Edwards, and he was you know a national college player of the year type guy. He was he turned out to be the number one pick in the NBA draft after he was a left Georgia as a freshman. But um, you just got to get those guys and, and keep them around for a couple of years and, and build on it so other kids will want to come and, and join it. But here's the other thing. I mean, if Georgia offers you and then Kentucky comes in and offers you or Duke comes in and offers you and you're a serious player and you have dreams to play in the NBA, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's going to be it's, – it's hard to tell it, you know, to ask a kid to stay home and play for a program where you're not really sure what's going to happen. Or they'll play at Kentucky where you're going to play at a packed house. You're going to play in a crazy atmosphere. You're going to play for a national championship every year. That's, that's a tough choice to make. And uh, a lot of kids, especially these days, they want, that, they want that glamour. They want to be on ESPN. They want to be on the higher light reels. They, you know, there's, there's less interest in being loyal to your home state. They're, they're for them, you know. And I can't say I blame them. I, I might be in the same situation myself. I've never, nobody's ever offered me anything like that, Phil. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Stan. I'm right there with you. Maybe someday, you know, the, one of these coaches, um, and I, I just want to see the state do well. Um, so hopefully one of these coaches can capture lightning in a bottle and, um, you know, maybe put together land that, that top recruit. You mentioned Georgia with Edwards. You know, that was uh, – we thought that was going to be a start. Of course, I'll take you back even further when uh, – was it Hugh Durham uh, had Dominique Wilkins and took the dogs to the Final right. Four. And, he, and he, had, he had a good run there. There's no doubt about it. And then occasionally the other guys will pop up and they'll do something good. You know, Dennis Felton won a – Won an SEC tournament. Uh, Mark Fox had a good, solid, good, solid run, but the fans get restless, don't they? They really do. We're talking to Stan Altry. He is sports writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Kind enough to take a few minutes out of his day to chat with us here on Next Take Georgia, brought to you by ITG Next. I am your host, Phil Jones. Uh, we're talking high school sports. Stan, let's flip the page and go to uh, high school football. Uh, of course, there is a, a lot happening, even though the season has uh, been completed now for over a month. Always a lot to talk about, Stan. And uh, let's start with talking about the move back, or I should say move to uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, with the beginning next year with the state championship games uh, from Georgia State. And uh, your thoughts on the move? I, for one, uh, applauded it. And uh, what say you? Well, I, um, I, I'm the naysayer in the group. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. I, uh, I don't really enjoy the Mercedes-Benz experience. I don't, en- I don't enjoy getting there. I don't enjoy parking there. I don't enjoy navigating the, uh, the, the, all those things to get to where you want to go. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I don't. And uh and the other thing, we're sitting down in the corner, so I don't like that either. I like being on the 50-yard line. But, um, you know, I think for the players, it'll be more of a, a marquee experience, a memorable thing for them. I mean, some guy from uh, Schley County is going to come down there, and they ain't never going to play in a big place like that ever again. The cheerleaders, the bands, it's really much more of a big-time thing. So I think I think it was a 
a really good positive move um, for, for the GHSA to do. And I give Robin Hines all the credit, man. That guy, he is he's my all-star, you know, executive director because I think he's done so much to help move this organization forward. He was there uh, to, to get them through the whole COVID thing. Um, I just can't give him enough credit. So I think a lot of it's him, and I think it'll turn out to be a really good thing, what they're going to do. By the way, I agree with you 110%. I had Dr. Hines on last week right here on this same podcast, and uh, and, I, and I told him that. you know, And I've told him that on more than one occasion, that uh, I think uh, under his uh, direction and leadership yep. – Stan, uh, the association has really come a long way because I can remember before Dr. Hines came on board, you know, there was some real doubt about the direction of the GHSA. And, you know, it was marred by a couple of different uh, issues. And and, uh, I remember the – the deal we had at the Macon Centerplex. You remember that with the high school uh, basketball championship? And that's just a, you know, right. one of yeah, a, a number of things. But, and listen, you know, we, we saw, of course, and this will provide a perfect segue into our next topic, uh, it's not that uh, the GHSA doesn't still have its challenges, but I applaud the way Dr. Hines uh, addresses if there are issues, concerns, complaints. He tackles them head on, and his – you know, desire is that he has the kids' best interest at heart. And uh, I think that's uh, what we all like to see. And uh, speaking of which, of course, part of going back to or going to the Dome now for taking the uh, uh, the state finals inside stand will include and will be able to facilitate, uh, it looks like, instant replay uh, beginning again with this year's uh, uh, state finals. And, of course, this really has been a, a hot topic for a while. However, it really picked up speed when we had the uh, the call, no call, uh, for a touchdown this past year. We all remember that in the uh, Sandy Creek game. Uh, you remember that, don't you, Stan? It was very unfortunate, yes. But it was a, it was clear to everybody who saw the play live, the kid didn't score a touchdown, <laughs> and it made it worse when they kept showing the replay over and over again. I mean, if you got to get to the one yard line to score, he's in. But you, I think you still got to get to the to the goal line. Yep, and uh, you know, I've heard a number of things. I've heard that the kid, the, the referee, you know, thought the the, the person had the had another one of the linemen. I think had the football. Right. He just, he just kind of it was kind of mistaken identity and stuff. But anyway, bottom line, for whatever the reason, Stan, had we had instant replay, that more than likely would have been overturned. So. Again, Georgia, the uh, GSA admitted, hey, there was a mistake made. Let's fix it. Now's the time to move forward with instant replay. Again, your thoughts on the implementation of uh, instant replay? Well, I think as long as you keep it in like the state championship yeah. setting, I think that's that's fine. If you if people want to start bringing this to the local high school level, then you're you're looking at a disaster. You're gonna, it's just you can't let Pandora out of that bottle. That'll just be a big mess. But I think uh, we're going to see at the spring meeting in, in April, they're going to come back with uh, with some guidelines. You know, yeah, we're going to do it. No, we're not. And, and I'm, I agree with you. I think they will. But here's here's how it's going to work. And here's when you can do it. Because the last thing you want is to have like a whole bunch of challenges and stuff like that. And a, 
in a game and it just drags on forever. It's helped. It's, it's kind of ruined the pro game and to a degree the college game for me where everything is over. You know, you look at everything. It, it, it's, you know, it, they have to set the parameters and make some good choices, which I'm sure they will. But, uh, yeah, I think, it'll, I think it'll be helpful. And most of the time those guys do a really good job, as you know. But uh, sometimes that one was just so obviously bad. And, you know, uh, Stan, it was. And, and, and it seems like we have one of those. Maybe not as egregious as that one, but we have one of those type plays. It seems every year, don't we? Well, it seems like the the only one that the last one I remember that was really that bad was uh, the last time they had him at the dome, where uh, it was that weekend that we got frozen out, uh, and there was at the Calhoun game. I forget who they were playing. Peach County. Peach County, uh, and uh, there was that play at you know the, was it a touchdown? Was it not a touchdown? And uh, if they had been able to review that call, we wouldn't still be talking about that. But people still talk about that play. Absolutely. So, again, good to see uh, GHSA uh, making the moves. And, again, it is pending uh, the the approval um, at the April uh, meeting of uh, the board. So we'll see. Uh, But, uh, again, all indications are that they will be adopting instant replay beginning with uh, this year's. Uh, state championship. Let me ask you a question, Stan, just uh, sticking with, are you a big proponent of the state finals um, being at a neutral site, whether it's a dome or whether it's outside? My question is, do you like for the state championship to be uh, in a neutral site, or would you rather have the state championship played at one of the two participating teams' venues? No, I like I like the neutral site and uh, and always have. I just think it. Me too. You know, bigger venues, the, yeah. the accommodations are better for everybody. There's plenty of places to see it. You don't have to worry about standing on a hill, maybe somewhere, and to see the game. So I think it, I think it was good when they made that decision. Here, here. I, I've always liked that. You'd be amazed, though, and I bring that up a lot on my my weekly show. You'd be amazed at the people who who uh, long to have the the way that it quote-unquote, used to be <laughs> with when well, the, you had the state right. semifinals at the Dome and then the state championships would be played at one of the two teams. I, I just think that if you get to the state championship, you know, those kids deserve to be on the big stage, under the big top, under the bright light stand, uh, and play where the pros play, you know, that that's their reward, in my opinion, for having made it to the title game, to having made it to that level, to the state championship game. No, I agree with that. And I, I think that's one, one reason they wanted to move that game back to the Georgia Dome, because the facilities, it, the atmosphere and all is a whole lot better than Georgia State, even though the Atlanta Braves did pretty well there. And that's a nice, that's a nice place. It doesn't have the maybe pizzazz that, that the Georgia Dome does. But, you know, you've, you've been this a long time like me, Phil, and I've been to games. I remember going to see East Rome and, and Claxton play for the state championship game 100 years ago, <laughs> and I'm thinking, where are they going to put everybody? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, again, it's so, so interesting. And of course, you know, we, we had that, uh, uh, you know, a couple of times. I remember back when we had the state championships because of, of the irony that the the weather forced it to be moved from the dome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that turned out to be one of the coldest Saturdays of my life. I, I ended up doing the Colquitt County North 
Gwinnett game at North Gwinnett, and it was so cold. Uh, when I went on the field to do my interview, my phone froze and wouldn't open back up. So what year was that? Do you remember? That was uh, like what four years ago. Yeah, I think Something you're right. I think you're right. So They all run together after a while, Phil. Boy, you're right about that, Stan. <laughs> they really do. Stan Autry joins us this week here on Next Take Georgia. Stan, a sports writer uh, for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the state's newspaper, and he does a fantastic job uh, for covering high school sports, high school athletics, uh, including football, golf. He also covers uh, Georgia State University athletics. So, Stan is a man about town there in the ATL and across the state of Georgia, and we appreciate him sharing some of his expertise with us here on this week's Next State Georgia. Sticking with uh, high school football, and I guess we can say high school athletics, another hot-button topic is the NIL, the Names in Likeness Agreement. This thing has really picked up steam. Uh, Stan, I had predicted when this thing first was broached for the uh, for the college athletes to be able to prosper off of their name and image likeness, hence the NIL acronym. But I knew it was going to trickle down to the high school level. I didn't know how quickly it would happen, but, brother, it is here. Your thoughts on high school kids, high school student athletes, being able to capitalize on the, the names and likeness. Well, I, that was uh, briefly addressed at the meeting uh, last month uh, at, the, at the Board of Trustees at the GHSA talked about. And, um, again, they're going to bring a, a report at the April meeting of what they're wanting to do. But, again, Robin was saying we got to stay ahead of this thing because it, it's here and it's not going to go away. Um, but what they're going to insist on is if it's going to have to work through the schools, that the kids will be able, whatever they do, they can't use, they, you know, like if you're a Valdosta player, you can't come out there and wear a Valdosta jersey or a helmet and do the bank commercial. That's not going to, that's not going to happen. Um, you, you can't uh, use the school, the school's equipment, their numbers, their facilities, anything to be a part of. Mm-hmm, right. So they're, they're trying to make it completely separate. Um, and, and so we'll see if that, if that happens. I'm not sure if that will, that'll tamp down a lot of it. But you got some of these big time high school basketball kids that you know. I think they're gonna they're gonna break in a lot of money. <laughs> and it's funny that one of the guys was talking about uh, of all the sports, and we we kind of make fun of it. Is the uh, GHSA has these esports, which I guess is a big big thing where sure. you sit around and watch kids play computer games. I, I don't get that, but it's, pop- <laughs> it's fairly popular. Well. A, a, a guy who was uh, on the board said he had a had a kid go to uh, or compete because you don't go you sit in your living room and do it. Uh, <laughs> he won twelve grand on this uh, on this thing, and he says, you know, what do I what do, what do I do? So he was informed that well, you can take the money, but if you do, you're you don't have any eligibility. You lose your eligibility. <laughs> he says, adios, <laughs> I'm taking the money. Of course. So, so uh, I mean. Uh, it, it's not just basketball and football. It trickles down to a little bit of everything. Maybe even like bass fishing. Who knows? Wow. Interesting story. And that right there is perfect example, Stan, of, you know, where, where I think this can, you know, uh, this, this old thing of the NIL can rear its ugly head 
if you're not careful. And it goes back to what you said, Dr. Hines had mentioned that we got to get on top, uh, you know, got to get in front of this thing. Yeah, you remember back in our day, it was like a like a fifty dollar handshake after the game. Now it's just, you can just pay kids. Things just out in the open. It's just like the wild west that we never expected. This it's incredible, isn't it? it, it yeah, you know, that's perfect name for it. The wild wild west. I just did not like. I said I knew when it was first announced at the collegiate level that it was going to trickle down to the high school level, and, and lo and behold, it is, and it has, and. And here it is. So it'll be interesting to follow this and uh, see how the uh, uh, GHSA will, you know, will, will, will try to handle this thing. Uh, finishing up with Stan Altry. He is our guest today here on Next State Georgia. Stan, longtime sports writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, also known, of course, as the AJC. And uh, Stan has also uh, written a book. Stan, tell us about this, uh, this latest book that you have authored. Well, it's my, it's my first one. Um, I got a call uh, about two years ago from uh, someone wanting to know if I'd be interested in writing a book with Harmon Wages. And Harmon is the old, you know, he played six seasons with the Atlanta Falcons. And then he had a, a, an illustrious career as a sports broadcaster and a couple of the Atlanta, uh, on a couple of the Atlanta stations. And he's had an interesting life. He, you know, went to prison for, three months for a drug charge and um he's got he's got a lot of great stories to tell so you know we hung out for four or five days and he just spilled his guts and uh i just happened to put it on the page and it, it's a pretty interesting read he's uh he's an interesting guy that an interesting life uh starting with when he was a kid when he was born uh he was so he was born to an unwed mother who they sold Harmon to someone for $500. So he was a black market baby right out of the box. <laughs> and he's, oh my he's, gosh. Over, he's overcome that uh, and have quite, a, quite an interesting and productive life. Wow. So uh, where can folks find the book? They, it's available on uh, Amazon.com and uh, uh, BarnesandNoble.com. And if you, if you buy one and ask, I bet Harmon would even drive to your house and sign it for you. <laughs> so he's not not uncomfortable with self promotion. It sounds like he's he's uh, he's still all uh, he's still a big time. Uh, he, he still thinks he's a, a broadcaster, or still thinks he's a football star. Hey, I remember Harmon Wages. I, I remember watching him on many uh, late night. Uh, of course, you know, like everybody it used to be the six o'clock and eleven o'clock news. Now they keep moving it up. Uh, you know. I know. It's like you're you're right. His, but, but, uh, his, yeah. his, you know, his biggest claim to fame was uh, he was one of the few people to throw a touchdown pass, run for a touchdown, and catch a touchdown pass in the same game. That's a very oh, really? select group, and he's one of them. And who did he do that with? You know? He did that with the Falcons, and it was on um, actually it was on Pearl Harbor Day in 1969, which uh, turned out to be the, the last game that his father, his, his adoptive father, would ever see him play live in person. So it's it's a great story that he tells uh, about that whole situation, and uh, it'll bring a, bring a tear to your eye. Absolutely, um, Stan. Before I, I let you go, one one last thing I want to mention: flag football has has really come on strong again. Just another positive 
that uh, has, has stemmed from uh, a, well, a couple of organizations that we've talked about already, Atlanta Falcons and the GHSA. Um, good to see that there's finally some teams uh, being added in the South Georgia area, but your take on uh, flag football in Georgia, and I'll give you the final word. I think it's great, and it's uh, actually fun to watch. I, I didn't know what to expect the first time I saw it, but after seeing it, it is really interesting and enjoyable. And uh, I think Robin said they're going to have more than 200 schools with flag football teams this year, so it is really growing. So then they're going to be playing at the Dome, just championship games just like everybody else. Man, you got to love the passion, right? That's right. Stan Altry. Thank you so much for joining me, Stan. I really appreciate it. Uh, always enjoy the conversation with you and the camaraderie, my friend. Bill, it's, it's my pleasure, and I'm, I'm happy to hop on in any time. It's, uh, it's been a delight. Absolutely. Stan, of course, in addition to your book, now you have a normal column. I mean, do you do a, a daily column or a, uh, a periodical column uh, in the AJC? Uh, where can folks find you there? Well, I, you can find me. I, I specifically cover the uh, Class 5A, so I've got a, a blog that appears twice a week, covers 5A. I still do games, uh, you know, on the weekend uh, for the high school football games, and we're about to jump into high school basketball playoffs, so we'll be real active there. And then anytime Georgia State plays, uh, I'll be there to cover that stuff too. Very good. Stan Autry, AJC. Stan, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure, Phil. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. There he is, Stan Autry. Uh, what a great conversation. And uh, <clears throat> he, again, covers uh, high school sports as well as Georgia State University. We want to thank Stan uh, for joining us on this week's Next Take Georgia, brought to you again by ITG Next. I'm your host, Phil Jones. We'll have another great guest join us next week. So be sure to tune in then. And in the meantime, don't forget you can check out my uh, my other podcast called Extra Point with Phil Jones. And it's actually live uh, on the ITG Next Georgia Facebook page every Monday at 5 o'clock. If you want to catch it live, we talk uh, primarily high school football. But if uh, anything else comes up, uh, we certainly will go in that direction as well. But again, that is Extra Point with yours truly every Monday at 5 o'clock live at the ITG Next Georgia Facebook page. You like, uh, check that out, like this particular podcast. You can check out both uh, in the archived editions wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Until next week, you guys have a great week. Enjoy your favorite high school sport. And until then, you guys have a great week.